I might have mentioned this before, but I'm in a Game of Thrones server with a handful of people, and it's been really great, and I have a lot of fun. And something that we tease each other about a lot is, like, like making reader insert content for each other. Just as, like, a joke. Not that reader inserts stuff, like, if you read it, like, you're valid, whatever, like. But doing but it I w- as a joke for your friends. Right, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I was like, what if I did like those asmr role plays but not like the ones with the camera like have you ever listened to like an audio drama one (laughs) um i think maybe you sent me one that was like an alien on a dating hotline yeah like something ridiculous like that but i was like man what if i did one of these as like a game of thrones character for one of you guys (laughs) like who would it be and my good friend day suggested that I could make money doing this by opening an OnlyFans where I had custom ASMR role plays, reader or listener insert role plays as Jon Snow for all the people that are thirsty for him. So this is not a cold open. This is an ad. Uh, <laughs> <you> guys- <laughs> Please don't email us asking about sexy Jon Snow ASMR. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Uh, where where do I put in my request for um, Harry Holland low carb? <laughs> <laughs> if you okay, Kat and I played a game where I showed her some Game of Thrones characters, and she had to guess what their names are. And then Kat sent me some Marvel characters, and I had to guess what their names were. And if you're a Game of Thrones fan, I sent her a picture of Theon Greyjoy, and then I sent her a picture of Theon Greyjoy after he becomes Reek in like season four. And apparently Theon's name is Harry Holland, but Reek becomes (laughs) Harry Holland low carb, which is a truly incredible take and much closer to canon than you would realize. (laughs) Those Um, are going to be the only emails we get are people like demanding the only the Game of Thrones only fan. (laughs) God damn it. Yeah. So you can uh, hit us up. We'll plug our email later. um, And we take listener insert asmr request but for now we're not taking requests you have to sit there and listen to us uh, talk about some spider-man stuff so let's play that intro music What's up, everybody? My name is Zeke. And I'm Kat. And we are here to ask the question, was Spider-Man there? Or there? Or was he over (laughs) there? We don't know. New York is very big and confusing. And he's a busy guy. And he's so busy. We just got to know where he is. It's like the Hollywood uh, Homes tour, except for nobody's done it yet. Nobody's done the Spider-Man tour. So we're, we're plotting it out. This is a new business. (laughs) <laughs> We're going to have a Kickstarter. <laughs> Just kidding. We do want to know where Spider-Man's been, though. If you've listened to the show before, the premise is pretty familiar to you. But if you're a new listener, I don't know a whole lot about Spider-Man or comics kind of in general. I'm a little bit more of a DC man than a Marvel man. But Cat is basically the reincarnation of Stan Lee, except for... <laughs> Except for Stan just died, so the karma's yeah, been a little weird. The universe kind of was moving, like, bits and pieces, but now the move's done. So, Excelsior and all that. And all that. And all that. <laughs> so we like to do the show just to cover different comic book plots and scenarios, because comics have been going for a really long time, and I'm, I like learning about them. Cat likes talking about them. So we do the show in two segments. Uh, the first segment we call Elevator Pitch. Where Kat gives me a theme for the week, and then I have to come up with a pitch on theme. I'm not allowed to do any research, and I just put it together. I bring Kat the pitch. She has plenty enough time to research, I hope. I don't know, she might get on me for this one day. But then we come here, (laughs) and we talk about uh, whether or not Spider-Man was there. And then Kat has a second part of the show, but Stan told her she can't talk about it till later. So we have to wait. Yeah, I signed a non-disclosure agreement until after the first part. Yeah, until after however many minutes go by. Yep. Because we don't know. Yeah, it's all very secretive and um, secret comics uh, <sighs> meetings. I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> comics are written. Um, uh, Kat, what's our theme for this week? 
this is a pretty fun and wild one. We are venturing outside of Queens, outside of New York's, to the far reaches of space, the galaxy, and reality as we know it, all the way to Asgard. We're doing a special episode about Thor and Loki today. Yeah. So just a little shout out. This episode was a request from my friend Megan. So what's up, Megan? We do take requests for episodes. If you would like to request an episode, you can email us at wasspideythere at gmail.com or you can tweet us at wasspideythere. We'll plug that again later. But I did want to give a little shout out to her because I was very excited to get this prompt and do this episode. I think I mentioned this in the first episode, but Thor is one of the comics I know some things about. (laughs) So my brothers had Thor comics and they were passed down to me. I definitely had the same phase that everyone had on Tumblr when the Avengers came out. So fun fact, I actually used to run a Thor roleplay blog. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) The truth comes out. Yeah. So I had a Thor roleplay blog and I had uh, an original Marvel character. She was a reincarnation of the goddess Artemis. And I actually wound up more or less leaving the Marvel fandom because of this, because I wound up roleplaying with a bunch of Percy Jackson people and they just sucked me right out of (laughs) (laughs) of the fandom. They said, no, you belong to us now. And I said, that's cool. That's fair. So I do have some knowledge of Thor, but I would say that my knowledge is more limited to the actual Norse mythology and stories mm-hmm. than the comics and the the lineation thereof. So my original idea was like, Spider-Man goes to Asgard, but I also saw Thor Ragnarok. So, <laughs> um, so that's maybe probably not on the table. So when I was making, when I was writing this plot, And I was thinking about having Spider-Man be pals with uh, Thor and Loki. I already knew, because I've mentioned this in a previous episode, I know there's a panel where Spider-Man and Loki talk. And Spider-Man's like teaching Loki what a hot dog is in the the most non-sexual, heterosexual way possible. (laughs) But I just thought about maybe the comic isn't about spider-man maybe it's a thor comic maybe it's about thor so i like the idea that there is somewhere some place is in danger and thor is the closest available assistance so thor goes to save the day and he quickly realizes that he's not going to be able to take on this threat alone thor kind of reminds me of like a care bear or like a my little pony where he can like summon his friends with the power of friendship (laughs) I feel like he's got to have that power. He has to have that ability. I assume he, that's what the the Bifrost is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> he just holds up his hammer and it's like a power of Grayskull thing, except for he doesn't get more buff because I'm pretty sure that would kill him. But anyway, so like, so Thor's out here. He's fighting this enemy. He's tore up, which is really sexy. And he's like, I can't do this alone. I need the help of my friends. And uh, so he, he like summons his friends. Except for nobody shows up. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna interject here to say that I'm gonna need you to do that accent at least two more times in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only fans. That's I can do the Thor one for you guys. Yeah. Um. So he summons his friends and nobody shows up, and he's like, you know, he's upset. He fights a little more. He gets a little more beat up. He tries it again. Tries a little harder this time, and he can feel that there's like a spark of a connection. And he's like, somebody's out. Somebody's listening. Somebody can connect with me. And so he gets a little bit more beat up and then he tries it one last time. It's like his, it's his like last stand. He like gets up and he summons his friends and he can feel two people answer him. And he just knows in his beautiful heart of hearts that it's going to (laughs) be Iron Man and Captain America. And he's like, and the three of us shall conquer. And then it's Loki and (laughs) Spider-Man. And he's like, these are pool noodles. And so... (laughs) And Spider-Man's like, bruh. (laughs) But then Spider-Man quickly realizes there's a bad guy. And he's like, oh, zip, we gotta fucking uh, save the- Well, he doesn't say fuck. But he's like, oh, we gotta save the day, Thor. And Thor's like, yes. And then they fist bump. And Loki's like, I don't really want to be here. It's my day off. And Thor's like, well, if you don't help me, you'll die. And Loki's like, well, I hate that. I do hate dying. So (laughs) 
I will help you. Um, it's incredibly I'm, inconvenient. Yeah, I'm, it's fine. He shows up, he's like filing his nails. He's like, ugh. Right. Um, <laughs> so uh, they beat the villain together and it's great. And the end of the comic, I really want to be like a throwback to the Avengers movie when they were all having shawarma, except for Loki wasn't there. You guys can listen to my podcast, Was Loki There? Um, <laughs> which is about when I go, when I watch every movie that exists to find out if Loki was there. But I really, I remember, like, like I remembered from my Tumblr days, I had, like, a Jimmy Neutron brain blast where it was, like, I was, like, oh, my God, it used to be, like, a meme that they all went out for shawarma and Loki was not there. Like, where was he? And so rather than get into all that, I was, like, wouldn't it be nice for there to be, like, a conjunction of that scene and this one panel that I know about where Spider-Man and Loki are having a hot dog and all three of them like go out for like new york style pizza and they have to like eat it somewhere secret though because peter has to like take off his mask this is not an official part of the plot but i do want to say that if you're at home and you're envisioning this in your brain there's a lot of gay subtext when peter takes off his mask because thor and loki are like oh uh doki doki (laughs) 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 and then that's the end of the comic so I know it's brilliant and you guys can just go ahead and get in touch with me about it just in case it doesn't exist because I already know it's great. But Kat, what I do want to know is, was Spider-Man there with Loki to assist Thor? W- were Thor and Loki and Spider-Man there? This was an interesting one for me to research. I had so many tabs open as I was trying to find comics with all three of these guys in it, because as you can imagine, obviously Thor and Loki are in tons and tons of comics together. Sure. And you've seen the, the hot dog panel and there have been occasions where like Spider-Man and Loki have intersected and Thor and Spider-Man have intersected, but it was really hard for me to find an occasion where all three of them were working on the same side. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of funny to me when you spelled out your prompt and you specifically mentioned like Thor having the power of friendship, but like Thor is fighting. And then he like, is like, I can't do this on my own. I need my friends just because something that I feel gets a little bit glossed over in the MCU, but I think they make a bigger deal out of in the comics. I think a lot of people miss it just because they have like sentimental attachments to other characters is like how many levels of magnitude more powerful Thor is than like all the other Avengers. Right. Cause he's like, he's the <laughs> God. Like, yeah. So it's not often that Thor runs into an enemy singular or plural that he's not capable of handling for whatever reason. There's usually other things going on. And so, you know, of course there are situations, you know, like for example, the Infinity Gauntlet story that in the comics that later became Infinity War, the movie, you know, you've got like everybody working together. But I was trying to find something where Loki, Thor, and Spider-Man all had a vested interest, even if other characters were there. Mm -hmm. And what I ended up finding was an event called Siege. So Siege was an event that took place in 2010. And you may, a little bit of this may seem familiar to you because it does brush against some of the things we talked about in our Osborns episode. Okay, I'm listening. (laughs) You're suddenly tuned in because the crux of this event centers a lot on Norman Osborn. Okay. And this was one of those things where I... I wasn't reading a lot of general Marvel comics from this era. Reading these comics and going through them and kind of piecing together like all the different little tangents and stuff like that. It was interesting to see like, oh, okay, so this is where this fits in in relationship to Dark Reign and Civil War and like all these other events. You know, you're kind of like putting things together and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this makes sense because... Uh, of the way this other event left things or oh this kind of unclarified thing oh we're talking about some more stuff so Mm -hmm. in the events of siege a couple of things are happening in the marvel universe one of them is that you remember we talked about civil war and the whole uh mutant registration act or whatever so that is still in effect okay another thing that's happened is that for whatever reason shield is now no longer a thing and because at the time, Tony Stark was using S.H.I.E.L.D. funding 
to rebuild Avengers Tower, he has lost control of those assets. Okay. And the person who is now in control of them is Norman Osborn, who somehow has become a media darling and like the president's right-hand man to start this new protection group that's taking the place of S.H.I.E.L.D. called Hammer. And nobody knows what Hammer stands for. (laughs) They kind of like lampshade it. Someone asks him, you know, does it stand for something? And he's like, yeah, get on that. (laughs) <laughs> um, well i don't think i don't think it's so far off that um someone who is pretty blatantly villainous would become a media darling for no reason at all um yeah but yeah actually that's um this, we wouldn't know anything about that here in the real world no not at all certainly not someone who's unstable and has no business in this position of power right we uh, would not know yeah about that. And we're 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 gonna get into it. We're gonna get into it so much right, right now. So he so Osborne is like, all right, I'm in charge of Hammer, but like it's not just me. I need a team. So he starts to assemble his own Avengers, and the OG Avengers, the Avengers that we know and love, are basically all in hiding. Like they have like their secret underground basement base that's in like Brooklyn or something which is where they convene when they're not all independently out doing their own hero things. Like, you know, Spider-Man is still going out and doing Spider-Man things, but mm-hmm. when there's an Avengers meeting, they go to their secret place in the basement of a pizza parlor or whatever. Um, <laughs> so Osborne is like, okay, uh, I need my own Avengers. And he purposely goes around and finds people to fill the roles and old titles of previous Avengers members that have like similar skill sets and similar powers, but also a lot of the times are like those characters, villains or people that like he knows will just, it'll just really bug them. So for example, he's like, okay, well we need a Hawkeye on the team. So he gets bullseye to be his new Hawkeye and like wear the old Hawkeye uniform. Mm -hmm. And then he needs a Wolverine. So he gets Dakin uh, Wolverine's, son who has a huge grudge against him and you know they're both always trying to kill each other or whatever Uh um to be the new wolverine on the team and he gets a guy named matt gargan who is like a much more sinister villainous version of venom Mm -hmm. and i don't think he's fully in control of the venom symbiote like it's definitely like overtaken him become much more monstrous but osborne is able to kind of reel it in a little bit for him And he's like, all right, you're my new Spider-Man. So he creates this team of like faux Avengers Uh uh, that are the people that are like on the gray to dark side of the morality scale and people that for the most part, like don't have any qualms about killing and using force. And um, he's like, all right, this is my team. And then he's like, "Mm, but we need like, mm, we need that, that centerpiece. And that's when he finds all of Tony's suits which he then starts wearing and he becomes the Iron Patriot. Not American like, Dad. Had, yeah, American Dad with the whole the whole red, white, and blue color scheme and stuff like that. I guess. He's got his whole team. And then Loki has come in to this situation. And of course, Loki has his own machinations. He could give a shit about what Norman Osborn is doing, but he sees Norman as a tool he can use to further his own agenda, just like Loki does. Sure. And... At this point in time, for reasons I do not fully understand, Asgard, which is depicted as kind of like more of a floating city, mm-hmm. is floating over Oklahoma. <laughs> Just okay. Now I do know about that. I do. I remember okay. like seeing somewhere somebody was like, "Oh, well, Asgard's in Oklahoma now," and I was like, <laughs> "I am so upset that I can't Google this." <laughs> like. <laughs> So, so Asgard is just hovering over Oklahoma and that's fine for them. But Loki is not pleased with that turn of events and also not pleased that like he's not in charge. So he has convinced Norman, who is extremely like xenophobic and anti-supers and anti-mutants and anti-everything Asgard stands for, that Asgard doesn't belong there. Uh And what he needs to do is create a situation that would validate an offensive attack from Norman and his forces okay. to shoo Asgard away back to super space, wherever it belongs. And also weaken Asgard so that Loki can take over. Okay. So what they end up doing is uh, creating a situation where like one of the Asgardian warriors is just mining his own beeswax on earth. And then he runs into, they, 
through machinations have him run into this band of like supervillains and then they have a huge altercation and they just blow up this football field full of people and okay yeah no problem like literally like the they're just you know watching the clock and the minute the explosion happens you know norman's in the air with his team and they're like we're going to asgard we're gonna go kick some asgard ass like that that was totally an act of war that they did themselves we had Mm -hmm. nothing to do with it and so they zoom in and start wrecking shit probably the only like really like reputable guy that's on osborne's team is Ares, who is of like greek pantheon right um and but he has like mutual respect for the gods of asgard and the residents of asgard Mm -hmm. and so he's like this seems wrong and and osborne's like nope they fought they struck first it's war and he's like okay but if i find out that you're lying to me i will kill you and and osborne's like yeah that's fine because i'm not lying this is not a lie this is the god's honest truth Yep, and so they go to Oklahoma and they start wrecking shit. And Thor has been exiled from Asgard, but he shows up anyways because, like, you gotta, you know, you gotta represent. And so for a long time, it's just Thor fighting against all of them as he tries to protect Asgard. But he's getting his ass handed to him because they are a, an extremely powerful team. Mm-hmm. And at this time. Before all this, even even when Osborn was just, you know, stewing in his own stew pot, like the good Avengers had been trying to figure out, like, how they tackle this problem, how they get him out of power, because they know that something is going to go wrong. And obviously, like, Spider-Man has a vested interest in this because, you know, he knows just how fragile Norman's psyche is and, like, how little it would take to break him. Yeah, so they're trying to figure out the best way to do that. Um, which is where that panel that I sent you, because I could not contain myself. Yeah. Of okay. Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Let's just take a second. Let's just talk about this. Let me just, you know what? You know what, everybody? I was not going to bring it up. I was going to say, oh no, this is just a, this is a me cat thing, but you brought it up. So now I'm going to talk about it. So <laughs> 3 a.m., 3 o'clock in the morning, actually closer to 2.45 in the morning. I'm up. Cat's up. I get a panel. It's the horniest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. And y'all, I have seen some horny shit. I'm looking at this panel. It's got, oh, it's got Clint Barton. He's in a chair. He's naked. Okay, listen, I'm here. And then Venom is there. But Venom is like holding Clint Barton hostage? Excuse me? There's literally nothing sexier than a hostage situation. And I was like, I'm just supposed to be cool with this. And then... Cat sends me, I guess, the next panel where Venom takes a huge, bloody, meaty bite out of Clint Barton's shoulder. And I'm like, I don't even care what this comic's about. This is so (laughs) hot. I was not going to bring it up. But now, listen, I have, okay, ever since I have seen this panel, snakes began manifesting at my house and I have not known peace. (laughs) Like, this is truly peak content. And I'm so happy to know that this is the context for why Norman Osborn was in the suit. But also, I don't care. Like, I care for the purpose of the <laughs> podcast, but these are the only panels that I care about in any comic ever from now on. I, I just thought it was funny in the context of this comic that, you know, you have all the Avengers, you have the Dark Avengers or whatever, and, like, literally every time there's a woman on the page, she's, like, got her butt out. She's, like, leaning against the wall. She's got her, you know, her chest out or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. she's really, like, trying to be sexy. None of that held a candle to those panels. Yeah, <laughs> where I was honestly, just like, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so, um, they had been working on a plan to try and figure out what Osborne was doing before Clint went off half cock and now they're going to go full cock and go all the way to Oklahoma to go and help Thor. You guys guys stop saying cock like this, like right now, (laughs) right at this moment of time. (laughs) Um, So they get out there and things have not gone super well. And part of that is because Osborne has in his employee, a guy named Sentry who is one of those characters where like, when you look up what their powers are, they're just like, is extremely powerful and you're like well what can they do and you're they're just like whatever the fuck they want and like they fuck shit up you know <laughs> like, you're just like okay so um 
he's there, but he's he seems to kind of be in Osborne's thrall. And Ares has found out that, oh, hey, this attack was not actually what you said it was going to be. I'm going to kill you. And then Osborne has Sentry literally rip him head to toe in half, like just oh like an my orange. God. Yeah, I was like, oh, like I was reading this comic at like 4 a.m. And I was like, he just ripped that guy in half. It's time to go to bed. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's enough comic books for one day. So this obviously presents a lot of challenges. The Avengers are there. They're fighting. And Loki realizes that things have gotten out of hand, even for him, that this is not going the way he planned, that he had underestimated how unstable Osborn was as a quote unquote leader, um, that his team is just is not like we're going to scoot Asgard back into space like they're fucking destroying it like it's it's fucking Ragnarok or might as well be okay and so he takes that moment to like have some meditation and pulls out some like ancient Asgardian space rocks or something that allow him to connect like with the spirits of whatever and kind of give a super boost to the OG Avengers. Uh -huh. And so they're all like on the battlefield and they're like, suddenly I don't feel like shit anymore. And like <laughs> they're able to start fighting again. But the minute that um Osborne and Sentry like realize that the that he's doing this, then they just go straight for him and kill him. And then all of a sudden like power power up is over. Osborne does eventually get like uh, well, so so Tony, who had been incapacitated, manages to show up on the field and he's able to, of course, disarm Osborne's armor, totally stolen, borrowed armor. And it falls off and you can see that, like, the green goblin persona is starting to, like, sweep over his face and, like, <gasps> take over him as he's starting to lose his mind. It's actually kind of a cool reveal. I'm fucking um, zoomed in right now. This is the best <laughs> call you've ever told me about. <laughs> um, and... He tells them that, like, you don't know what you've done. Like, I'm the only one that can control this sentry guy. And they're like, well, who is he? What can he do? And he's just like, he's the angel of death. And they're like, that's extremely vague. And <laughs> that could be anything. So, yeah, that, that, could, that could literally mean anything. And so they're able to depower him to the point that he reverts back to his human form. And there's clearly a disconnect between, like, the superhero sentry, the human form, and, like, the dark tentacle monster the void that he is and I, I did look up the century a little bit but it got very complicated so i'm not going to get into that hold um, on hold on yes you're telling me that in this same comic where naked clint barton gets close to vord by venom there is also an enormous tentacle monster yeah he's kind of like a like a cosmic horror kind of thing oh my god this is the last episode of the podcast i can't <laughs> i'm gonna be too busy jerking off for the rest of my entire life this is i can't believe this please tell me about the rest of this but also just know i hope you guys have enjoyed this because this is the last with spider-man there because spider-man might be there but zeke is not <laughs> <laughs> so thor manages to hit him enough that he gets depowered back to his human form and in his human form he's like I heard a lot of people, didn't I? And he's like, yeah, you kind of did. He's like, you need to kill me right now. And Thor's like, we don't really do that. We're the good guys. He's like, no, you don't understand. And then he sort of like starts turning back into the cosmic horror monster. And then everyone's like, oh, oh, shit, shit. We didn't understand. Yeah, Thor, kill him. And so Thor kills him. And then just to be safe, puts him in the sun. <laughs> puts the body in the sun. <laughs> like, 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 not like shoots it into the sun. Like, he goes to the sun and then, like, very carefully, like, just like goes, whoop, like, like he's putting a hot pocket in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why, this is why in drawings the sun has like wiggly points because those are the tentacles. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh my and God. so that's fine. That seems to be the end of it. Um, it ends kind of with a restore of order where obviously. The president is like, okay, um, that was a huge mistake. I should not have given a crazy person the power to choose his own cabinet full of people who didn't know what the fuck they were doing and are just dismantling the entire system. It's fine. And then the OG Avengers are like, okay, we're going to start avenging again. And um, the president approaches Steve Rogers, who is not Captain America right now. Bucky has become the new Cap. Um, 
to maybe like head the new shield or whatever that program is going to be in the future. Um, Sword. Yeah, maybe. Uh, well, well, no, that's a different thing. Uh, well, what? That's real? Yeah. Oh my god. Y'all, come on. Hammer. <laughs> but they're in space. And shield and sword. Y'all gonna run out. There's gonna be a... Listen, I'm calling it 2025. They're gonna go, look, here's a bunch of new superheroes, and they're in an organization called Phillips Head Screwdriver. Because that's, <laughs> that's all we got left. And so this was an event. The, the main storyline was just a handful of issues, but it was an event, so there were a lot of tie-ins. While there have been other, I think, events and other big storylines, I think this was one of the one that I found where I felt like all three of them had the vested interest, even though there were other heroes there. Like, obviously, when Thanos is trying to exterminate half of all life, they're all in, have a vested interest. But sure. I think the involvement of Asgard and Norman Osborn made this one particularly personal for those characters, even though mm-hmm. other people were there. Okay. So... In conclusion, would you say that Thor and Spider-Man and Loki were there working towards towards a common goal? They were there working towards a common goal, but it, but I wouldn't say that they were there being featured, I guess. Okay, in, they in were just they yeah. were literally just there. Yeah, they just happened to be there on the same side as opposed to like what I would call working together. Okay. All right. So yet again, we have stumbled upon an original idea that would make an incredible comic. One day the money's going to come rolling in. It really sounds like, if anything, it sounds like the kind of story that would be like one of the like children's comics, like the free comic book day, like oh, the chibi yeah. Spider-Man. Oh. Cause, cause it would be like, okay, kids, you already like Spider-Man, but what if also Thor was there, you know? Yeah. Kids are like, Oh, a tiny Thor. Yeah. Yeah, that would be so cute. So I, I do want to say that that when you gave me this prompt, like, and, and as I was looking around, I, one of my biggest laments about the MCU is that Spider-Man and Thor never, like, met on screen. Mm-hmm. Because there's all these little moments. I, as someone who's watched the Spider-Man movies over and over and over again a million times, there's all these great little moments where you can tell that, like, Peter Parker is such a huge Thor fanboy. Like, there's a moment in homecoming where he's going through the recorded footage in his mask and he's like in front of the mirror like holding like a rubber mallet and like pretending to be thor <laughs> and then there's like there's a moment in infinity war where they meet the uh guardians of the galaxy and uh peter quill is like oh yeah thor big guy not that good looking and then like peter parker's like in a headlock but like he turns to give him this look like not that good looking like are you kidding me are you talking about thor it would be too dangerous because thor would be just as gay for peter (laughs) that's what i'm saying they're just too incredibly okay have you ever seen a video of like uh, like someone looks at a golden retriever and they go who's your best friend and then that golden retriever goes and hugs another golden retriever that's that's the effect and i think it's too powerful for any one person to be able to put on paper this is a this is a good christian podcast yeah (laughs) yeah this is definitely our most christian episode thus far (laughs) all right well um if you're a comics writer or artist as you know you can get in touch with me i know you're not but that's the bit um we gotta. I gotta stop thinking about this horny panel. We gotta move into the other segment. I can't. We we gotta talk about something else. Let's go. Oh. Okay, we made it. We're here. We crossed the we we crossed the Bifrost, and we we're here in the second half. Thank well, that sounds like a football game. We're here in this in the other. Whatever, Kat, tell us, well, please tell me what the second part of the show is. <laughs> you ran out of football words. <laughs> I did. Touchdown. <laughs> the second part of our show is called Two Truths and a Fic. And in this part of the show, I'm going to give Zeke two canon Spider-Man storylines and one that came from an obliging fan, either from fan fiction or some other creation. And Zeke has to try his best to figure out which of them is not a canon storyline. Okay, so I have I have won this game when it counted because I got it when I did the Osborns episode and I I got it on Spider Man's birthday and I got both of them right because I guessed that they were smooching fix. 
So, or I mean, the one was the smooching pick, and now I was able to suss out what the two canon storylines were. So, I think I'm confident about this, but in saying that, I have cursed myself. Um, I have a good feeling about this one. I, okay. I think, I think you can do it. Okay, let's find out. Uh, talk to me. All right, here's the first one. When Thor is captured and imprisoned in the realm of the Frost Giants, Captain America assembles a team to re rescue the God of Thunder. And Spider-Man was there. He may not have claws, a kung fu punch, or a magical hammer, but that hasn't stopped him before. Plus, free Pegasus! Sweet! Okay. <laughs> I like this one, and I have a sneaking suspicion Deadpool is in it somehow. Okay, so, okay, cool. All right, cool, cool. Um, plot number two, please. Number two, annoyed that Spider-Man interfered with his plans of conquest, Loki seeks some karmic revenge by using an enchanted hot dog to transform the hero into a pig. Coincidentally, it is the day of Asgardria, the day of the wild hunt. On the banquet menu, wild hog. Okay. All I can think about is Spider-Ham from Into the Spider-Verse. I know that's not that's what this fair. is, but that's what I'm thinking about. Like... <laughs> and then he asked me am i okay with being a pig and i said sure <laughs> you know like a liar <laughs> <laughs> give me plot number three please or i'll do another john mulaney impression <laughs> number three when the carnage symbiote infects thor it is not on the battlefield but in the world of dreams that he must seek to vanquish the evil Taunted by visions of his own weakness and failure as the creature tries to overcome him, one question remains. Will his brother Loki be his saving grace, or will the trickster help land the final blow? Okay, that one's so serious, though. <sighs> First of all, carnage, Thor, too much for me to handle. <laughs> Canon or not. <laughs> um, so I'm just gonna put that one out there. Thank you already to whoever wrote it. Okay. Ooh, this one's tough. Okay. Here's what I'm going to say. The hot dog one, I want it to be canon. Because I know the panel, the like Spider-Man Loki hot dog panel. Mm -hmm. And I have a sneaking suspicion that that's the, where this panel is from. So that one I'm going to go ahead and say is canon. The, that one. Okay. You know what? Honestly, I think that the first one is the fanfic. I think we all go on a road trip to save Thor. <laughs> Which happens a lot, I guess. Uh, I, do, I think that one is a fanfic. Just because I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure that like mortals can go to the, the, the realm of the Frost Giants or other branches of Yggdrasil. But I'm going to say that and be wrong. But that's, in, that's what's in my guts is that that one's the fanfic. And then Carnage... Spy uh, Carnage uh, Thor is canon because I have um, my third eye is open to how horny <laughs> canon comics can be and also this is just wishful thinking on my part that like not okay listen fanfic writers you're still valid I'm a fanfic writer who is not an artist I'm with you I love everything you do but I just really want for there to be art Vis a visual that I can lay my gay eyes upon of Garnage Thor. Um, yeah, sorry, I took a moment to consider my options, to consider my layout, and I feel good about it. Um, yeah. So, thick canon, canon. Yes, answer. so yeah, uh, thick and then truth and truth. Final answer. So I have bad news for you. Damn. That's incorrect. But the good news is there you may have a friend out there waiting to be made. Okay. So let's talk about the the fanfic first. Okay. Which was the third one. <gasps> uh, I love you. Who is it? <laughs> um, so this is a fanfic called All in Your Head. And it's by an author called Thor Hugs. All one word. Of course. Of course. I'm just, um, <laughs> I'm really bowled over right now. I can't, um, but, I can't, I can't wait for this to get published. 
so this was it was a shorter fic and I kind of like that about this fic just because I think it was one of those like it doesn't have to be long to be effective for what it is kind of mm -hmm. stories. Uh, I think a lot of people are like, if I don't write 50K, then it doesn't even count. And I'm like, no, like sometimes you know, a story that's a couple thousand words can be really effective. And also, um, after reading so many comics of Thor smash and punching and hammering things, mm -hmm. um, I just I was really excited to see like a more introspective story. Um, yeah, that really dealt with like, I don't know, I guess he was just having to deal with his own shortcomings and like, like. Basically, the idea is that the Carnage symbiote has attached itself to Thor, but it can't take him over until it kind of weakens his mental defenses. Uh -huh. And so it's like putting all these images of like his failed relationship with his brother and how he's let him down over the past. And um, so it so Thor is kind of wrestling with this like imagery and, you know, oh. whether it's real or not and stuff like that. So it's, I thought it was a really cool concept and something that I would like to see explored more with characters like Thor and Loki. So props to you. That is so, that's so good. And it's so <laughs> tasty. I love a man <laughs> with issues, <laughs> but that is incredible, incredible premise. Like in all seriousness, it's, it sounds great. I'm really excited that, that there's somebody out there like, thinking things up like this so let's let's circle back and let's talk about um the road trip <laughs> right so this is a comic this is war of the realms strike force the land of giants and war of the that's the title yeah the war of the realms was another very recent event that happened in comic books the basic premise of War of the Realms is that the like dark elf king is like fuck it I'm going to attack all the realms so like in the thor comics like earth is midgard it's one of one of the 10 realms and uh so the dark elf king is like i've already conquered the other nine time to get my midgard on and like shows up on earth and so it's basically like what's left of asgard and like everybody from earth getting into this fight and and so and there's also lots of like warriors from the other realms like the mm -hmm. whoever is left from the realms of like the angels and the dwarves and oh you know whatever are like all coming together so it does have that like big epic event feel but it also has a lot of like high fantasy elements to it mm -hmm. and it's it's obviously very like thor and family uh centric one of the story arcs has to do with thor getting taken and he's kidnapped and on the planet of the frost giants and so they have to go rescue him because he's like pivotal to their success and so captain america forms this team with wolverine and luke cage and iron fist and uh spider-man is also there <laughs> um mm -hmm. and it's really cute because um it is from the perspective of spider-man like he's kind of monologuing as though he's telling Mary Jane about what's happening or what's what's happened. Okay. And um, again, we see that kind of that imposter syndrome sort of popping out again, because he's like, We're, why do you want me to go the frost giants? He's like, I don't, I don't kill people. And, and Steve is like, that's okay. We don't, we don't need you to do that. That's all right. And um, like they go into the, the epic armory and, you know, Wolverine's like, whatever, I got my claws, but like other people are getting, you know, like, swords and you know crazy crazy stuff and spider-man's like um and so cap hands him like this shield and he's mm -hmm. like you know it's they're more useful than you would think and then Wolverine's <laughs> like here i got you this enchanted helmet and like sticks this little helmet on his head and he's like okay ah! and then um so in all of the events of the series the valkyries that had been in the city ended up getting killed but their steeds are still around and so they ride the pegasi to like up the bifrost to the frost giant planet and spider-man is having the time of his life and it's adorable and so he's he like names his buttercup and <gasps> and and he's and wolverine's like you named your horse and he's like you didn't he's like yeah its name is horse <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so uh then it turns out that like the helmet that Wolverine gave him specifically because it looks stupid actually allows Spider-Man to talk to animals. And so he's actually <gasps> able to talk to his horse. 
who like tells him, you know, that why she and her sisters are there fighting alongside them and why, you know, they believe in the same cause and all that kind of stuff. And um, it's actually, it's, it's really cute. It, it does have some sad moments. You know, they do manage to rescue Thor, but at great cost. And it was felt kind of like a breather in a big event that was like very heavy, but it was nice to read. Yeah, it, it was one of those things where like panels of it made it onto the internet ahead of time. People like, what is this story? I need to read this. Um, but it was, I thought it was really cute. So um, All Hail Buttercup, otherwise known as Queen Arcturus, uh, a very, very good horse. I love it. I love it so much the premise, especially in like, not like smack in the middle. Like, I think that there's definitely a lot of art to the timing of like, we're going to take sure. a little breather here and like do this. But I, I always appreciate like, I don't know. I appreciate silly Spider-Man stories because I feel like he's such a good catalyst for it. I think that there's, there's so much to, to admire or to enjoy about a character where Thor and Asgardian, who's already very good natured and very like open and receptive to lots of different personality types to look at this whole realm of humans and be like, they're all, all of these people are so small and tiny and good and cute. And then like, he sees Spider-Man and he's like, but you are the, the most the most one <laughs> like like <laughs> like that's so good to me i just love it i just really yeah it would be like if a dog came up to you and was like all humans are good but you're the best one like <laughs> i would die i would just die where i stood like <laughs> i've compared thor to a dog a lot in this episode and that's because that is the best compliment i can give no <laughs> lies detected yeah um so this we got one more segues me into knowing was i right about the panel being from the comic from the from oh, this comic no so this <gasps> is actually i i went out of comics for this one and uh this is from an episode of ultimate spider-man titled oh, run sneaky. pig run <laughs> sneaky um, the name the name of the episode just got me like run pig run. I was just like, oh boy. Um, this was something I stumbled on as I was just doing my research. Um, you know, and I was like Loki and Spider-Man and Thor. Uh, there was an episode like in a previous season or earlier in the series where Loki's, you know, trying to get domain dominion over Asgard, blah, 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 blah. And in that episode, he turns Thor into a frog, which is like a little nod to frog Thor in the comics. Um, and so I guess this was just, uh, uh, what? <laughs> we don't have time for that. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so I think this was just a little bit of like nod to the previous episode and also like the pig version of Peter does look like spider ham. So I think this was kind of their way of giving a little bit of nod to different parts of continuity in this kind of just one off episode. Okay. But it was very cute and very silly. Okay, I do like that, yeah. Now, but this, now... Okay. So in this episode, in this mm -hmm. installment of Spider-Man's life, Loki gives him a hot dog. Yes, yeah, so Loki disguises right? himself as a hot dog vendor and, like, gives him a <gasps> hot dog. And he's like, oh boy! And, you know, he's like, oh, well, I think he he offers it to him for, like, free or something because uh, there's a moment where, like, Spider-Man's brain is having a dialogue with his stomach where his brain is like, this seems very suspicious. You probably shouldn't eat that. And his stomach is like, excuse me, it's a free hot dog. And yeah. so of course he eats it. <laughs> um, I, I honestly thought you were going to say Loki disguises himself as a hot dog. <laughs> and then he makes Spider-Man eat him, <laughs> which would have been too much for me. I had to have walked out of my entire apartment. <laughs> so can I ask, all right, so... I don't want to give away the plot of Run Pig Run. Um, I do want to ask this: this <laughs> wild hunt that goes on, does it take place on Earth, or is it like okay, I've turned you into a pig, and now up we go, and we're gonna hunt you in space? Yeah, it's it's like on Earth in the city. So at what first, the hell? at first glance, I thought like it was Craven and like his understudies or something like that. But then as I was watching, I was like, oh, okay, these are like Asgardian hunters that have like come down to earth for this hunt. And now they are hunting tiny pig Spider-Man across New York. God, what do they normally hunt? That's fucked. What? 
Uh, Thor hugs. I'm coming for you. Thanks to whoever wrote those other two comics. I've had a great time learning about all this stuff and really just talking about Thor for an hour. But what I do want to know, Cat, is if you have a cool piece of Spider-Man and or Thor and or Loki trivia for me today. I do have a quick little piece of Spider-Man and or Thor trivia today. Okay. Um, uh, as we've touched on in the past, a lot of the characters that we know today in comics you know you want to read spider-man you pick up a spider-man comic you want to read thor you pick up thor but when they were premiered in marvel comics different stories and it was kind of marvel throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what would stick so you know they might have a comic that's like tales to amaze and then there would be like look at this the amazing bear man okay you don't like bear man next month it's the amazing uh snake lady or whatever you know and and then um so spider-man was just like uh, you know, Stan Lee was like looking at the wall and saw a spider one day and was like, what if that was a dude? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like how I did in my room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so likewise, uh, Thor premiered in August of 1962 in the comics journey into mystery. And if that date and if that month and year sound familiar to you, and you're like, that sounds significant. I feel like that must have been a really important time. It is because that was the same month and year that Spider-Man premiered in Amazing Fantasy 15. So that was a real hey. banner month for Marvel. Um, they got two spaghetti noodles to stick to the wall. So congratulations. You guys did it. Are, you, man, I, really, I really think they're going to make it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Those two noodles, they got this. <laughs> You know what, honestly, I'm just, I was trying to think of something clever to say, but here's what I'm going to say. If you want to commiserate with me about how high and gay this whole episode was, you can send us an email or you can tweet us. Uh, Kat, can you tell the people where they can find us? Absolutely. You can send us an email to talk about Clint Barton x Venom at wasspideythere at gmail.com because we know Zeke was there. Or you can tweet <laughs> <I was> us. <laughs> or you can tweet at us at wasspideythere on Twitter. Yeah, so you can add us uh, if you're talking to us, hashtag if you're talking about us. You can shoot us an email. Um, if you mention Jon Snow, I will run to your house barefoot and kill you. <laughs> you Do not do it. And so just so you know where the threat is coming from, my name is Zeke. And I'm Kat. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. What's up, Spider Pals? It's Zeke. If you enjoyed the stories we talked about in today's episode, and I know I did, you should check out uh, the issues they're from. And they are Siege 2010, Siege Spider-Man, War of the Realms, Strike Force, The Land of Giants. That's one title. Ultimate Spider-Man, episode Run Pig Run. And our featured fic this week is... All in Your Head by Thor Hugs. Thanks for listening.